Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Creating wealth, freedom, and security using real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. On this episode, I'm going to be talking to those who are thinking about becoming a full-time investor. So becoming a full-time investor was a great decision for me because I wanted to do more uh, than what I was doing as a teacher. So I was a full-time teacher and I was a consultant at the school board until 2014 when I left. In 2013, I was banking my income from my job and using the income from my portfolio in order to get my paychecks. And I was demonstrating that I could do that for a whole year before I left my my job. And then once I left my job, I was able to do much more in real estate investing. I was able to do more flip projects. I did rent to owns, I did some assignments, I did, uh, and then I started to get into apartment building investing in 2015 and multis and able to just grow what I was doing. I was able to spend less time doing that and be able to grow that asset base. What often happens is that if you find that your time is totally consumed with your job, it may be hard for you to get any more income coming in than what you are bringing in from your job. What I found with real estate is that it enabled me to continue to earn income while not having to spend hours working on that income and be able to grow that at a pace that worked really well for me and my family. Is it for everyone? No, it's not for everyone. There's nothing wrong with having a job. If that's something that you love to do and you're really interested in it, then you know by all means. But there are other ways that you can still utilize the skills and things you love, but doing it in a different way that allows you to create more time freedom, that create more location freedom, that will create more financial freedom, and create more thought freedom. Those freedoms are all things that are important to me. And I find that when people aren't in a job, they have more of those four freedoms. And if you can create more of those four freedoms by becoming a full-time investor, then perhaps this is something for you to think about. One of the big challenges with being a full-time investor is that you can be equity rich and cash flow poor. The saying that you often hear is that you can't eat equity is very true. You'll end up with assets that are that have a lot of equity in them, but because of borrowing rules and different practices, you just aren't able to access that equity. Cash flow from rental property has many ups and downs. And in a particular month, you might have a low cash flow month, and then in another month, you may have a higher cash flow month. Particularly in places where, like Ontario, with rent control, Um, as compared to other jurisdictions. And the landlord-tenant board in Ontario is a a mess. So if you're depending on one or two or three rental properties, or even 10 uh, single families or duplex rental properties, your income can get very distorted because it takes a long time to go through the landlord-tenant board process compared to other jurisdictions. So you need to prepare yourself. 
Number one, understand what your true spend is. What you're spending on as an employed person will be very different than what you're spending on as somebody who is a small business owner or a solo investor, okay? So you may spend a lot less on traveling. So you'll be able to do a lot of the work that you want from home perhaps. Uh, you'll also have a lot more write-offs as a self-employed uh, person. If you're using your car for your business and you're using it every day for your business, then that car becomes a write-off for you and so does the gas and so does the insurance. All those things will lower your overall expenses and will increase the amount of income that you have. So you need to understand what your true spend is going to be. If you use your true spend at your job, it may be a little bit inaccurate. So you wanna keep that in mind. The other thing that you want to keep in mind is that tax-wise, you're going to be, when you're writing off your expenses, that's a pre-tax income. And when you're paying expenses from your job, that's a post-tax expense. So you actually have more money to spend if you are being taxed on it afterwards as opposed to before. So that's one of the things you wanna consider. Number two, ensure that you have a cash flow buffer. You could have three or four months of income that are really unstable, and then you could have four or five months of income that are quite stable. What I would suggest you do is you take three or four or even five months of income and pay ahead into a separate account that you don't see. So take that money, put it in an account that you don't see, that way you'll have access to those funds and you can pull from them for your, um, your monthly income. You can put that aside, you can put a little reminder as when, uh, when you need to refresh that, or you just continue to refresh that every month, that way you have that buffer in your account. Number three, if you're going to leave your job, get any financing or refinancing done as much as possible, possible before you quit your job. Because a lot of financing depends on the type of income that you have. If, if you don't have two years of income history in your corporation, it may be difficult for you to be able to get financing with your corporation. So you want to get that, that refinancing uh, done. That's really important for those one to four unit properties. For uh, five or more unit properties, that's commercial financing and it's not as, as important. And it's also why I often refer people who are interested in growing their portfolio, but are business owners or um, have quit their job already to focus on apartment buildings. Number four, create multiple streams of income either before you leave or after. I currently have about 19 different streams of income from Canada and the US in my personal rental portfolio would be considered one source of, uh, of income. So those multiple sources of income help me to smooth out the ups and downs of a particular month that where I, I, it's really bad in one area and it can be a lot better in, in another. So you know, all of those sources of income really help to smooth out the ups and downs. Some of those sources of income could be like $100 of referral income from a website or maybe $200 from, from book sales. Whatever those are, they add up over time. So 
Having multiple sources of income helps to smooth that out. And number five, get support from others who are already full-time investors. If you come out to Durham REI or you join Education REI, you can meet investors from all over Canada and other people in your local area who are full-time investors. You can learn from them, you can get tips. Also, people are gonna wanna spend more time with you if you're a full-time investor. You can go out for lunch, you can chat and learn some of the tricks and tips of being a full-time investor. I hope you got some insights on becoming a full-time investor, some decisions that you'd make and some things to do beforehand. I hope to see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. Make sure to check out getrealwealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider an investment course of action. For more information, go to getrealwealthy.com.